You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Welcome back after a long hiatus. Fanatics, a sports and comedy podcast, has returned. Just in time for Meghan Markle and Prince Harry <laughs> to disembark from the UK. Like, I don't get it. Like, the royal family is so weird to me. For sure. You know? Or maybe we just don't have culture in America. Is it culture? <laughs> no way. You know? Like, we killed that Soleimani guy? Yeah. You know, and then like, I don't know if people actually like them or not in Iran, but you have all those people crying, and they're like, okay, let's get back to the U.S., right? And that guy's like, well, they don't have any cultural figures. <laughs> like, who are we gonna kill? Like Spider-Man? Oh yeah. And the Incredible Hulk. SpongeBob. SpongeBob. You know? People so, would cry if you kill SpongeBob. You know, people would cry, man. Like, people would actually... Kim Kardashian, maybe? People would actually... People would cheer that. (laughs) But if you killed Spongebob, I think that's the (laughs) only way you could get young people to willingly enter the draft. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if it was on Twitter, yo. I would go to war for Spongebob, now that you say it. Yeah, if Iran killed Spongebob. Yeah, if the state of Nickelodeon was put in danger. Yeah, the, then you know. every Bernie Sanders supporter would be like, it's time for <laughs> it's, fucking it's war, time. bitch. On. Yeah, I don't get it, man. I don't understand this. So so what does that mean? How do you leave, like, royal duty? And what were their duties in the first place? Like, protecting pedophiles? <laughs> <laughs> I love how, like, Woo. even the royal family knew Prince Andrew's guilty. Yeah. They were just like, okay, you're you're just not gonna be in the public eye anymore, you know. That would be. What if the next James Bond movie is him killing Epstein? <laughs> to, to protect to save the royal family. Yeah. Yo, I'd go watch that. I'm not gonna lie. They were like, so here's the deal, James. That'd be like realistic. Half the royal family are pedophiles. <laughs> we need you to cover it up. We must protect them. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see Judy Dench in that. You know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. So, like, what are they gonna do in the United States? Uh, in regards to what? The like Meghan they're Markle gonna move thing? to the United States. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, what are they gonna do here? Probably just get watch a talk TV. show. <laughs> Prince Harry's gonna be on Suits now too on USA. Damn. Yeah. Does Meghan Markle still act? How can know. she? I don't know what the fuck she does. Maybe this is like when Don Draper's wife like wanted to act his second wife, and he had to like buy her a house in L.A. Yeah, I heard they're trying to become financially independent. What does that mean, financially independent? I don't know. If you're part of the royal family, like... So they were basically like Martin Shkreli. They were just like a fucking trust fund rich kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked. And now he's going to be like just working at Blockbuster. Yeah. Well, you know, my theory is, first of all, that family doesn't seem very fun to be a part of. And you disagree with them and start dating uh, a Muslim dude. They'll kill you in a uh, in a tunnel in Paris. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I don't know. The Diana shit is very weird. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I actually kind of like like the royals like i like the idea of it it seems like a nice idea as long as you still have like a democracy you know it seems right 
It's it seems, a, it's cute. It seems cute to me. What but do they I have, do though? Other than fuck, I don't know. know. I mean, I, I, I sexual deviance. I assume they provide some sort of cultural value, right? I saw the King's speech. That guy helped uh, stutterers. <laughs> you know. Sure. He did that. Yeah. And that has some value, right? Yeah. I think so, at least. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Him really, and uh, Drew I don't really, Lynch. I don't really know what they do, but apparently, apparently, I looked at it a little bit this past like today the two my two yeah not this past week my two main research topics the past week have been um uh what the fuck does the royal family do and who was the zodiac killer and i'm not (laughs) closer to understanding either of them to, to be quite frankly with to be quite frank with you but apparently they don't actually cost the british public as much money as you would think hmm because all their money comes from the property they own and tourism. So like right. in the same if Disney if if Mickey Mouse was an anthropomorphic reality and, and it was, he was some kind king. of nightmare terror <laughs> and he ruled over the sovereign land of Disney World, I mean he would be entitled to some percentage of those tourism profits, right? Sure. Or like Only fair. a reanimated Walt Disney becomes yeah. king of the United States. Sure. No, that doesn't quite work as an analogy. I think no, you're right. Was much cleaner. Yours was better. <laughs> but that would be terrifying. Yeah. You know, so what they do. Hey. Oh, here's my, here's my, is that, is that your Mickey Mouse? That's my Mickey Mouse, Mouse please forget it. Do Mickey Mouse doing a line of cocaine. Tommy, impressions on the spot. Right. Go. Hey, kids. Oh, yeah, that's not bad, actually. Yeah, could have been worse. I'm sure there's actually a Mickey Mouse walking around Disneyland who has done just that. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. And apparently, like, they had to ask the guests to quit groping them because they're getting groped all the time, the people in those in those outfits. Yeah. Oh, the people in the outfits are getting groped. They're getting groped. They're the victims. The, yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll also say this. I have Disney Plus now, okay? okay. I watched that Imagineering. So you're a for Disney Plus. I watched the Imagineering, all six parts. Of, that sixth episode is complete fucking Chinese government propaganda. <laughs> They're like, oh, Jinping said how much he loves Disney and how much it's close to his heart. And Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, is like, I've never heard a world leader speak like that. And just blowing the Chinese government for like an hour, which I That's find blatant. disgusting and appalling. Yeah. You know? But anyways, back to the royal family. So I've, I kind of... It's like the rich kid who has a pool. I'm able to sense some things, okay? Yeah. I saw trouble brewing okay. over the horizon, okay? When he was first courting <laughs> Meghan Markle... Uh-huh. And we didn't know about it. Harry was talking about, oh, should we do the music? Harry was talking about <laughs> how he was going to quit the royal family. Yeah. And I think that's because the royals don't like the colors. You know what I mean? Damn. I think they wanted a white chick in there, you know, and Harry's like, no, I love her. It was basically like a Bollywood movie. You know what I mean? When that's they're marrying the, wrong ca- marrying the wrong case, and the family's like, no. And then she's like, but I love her. And then they do a whole song and dance, and at the end, they get together. <laughs> Dude, Bollywood is good, man. Yeah. Well, it's the only movie I've been to that actually has an intermission. Like, if you go to a Bollywood <laughs> movie in India, there's a samosa and chai break at, like, the two-and-a-half-hour mark. And then there's two more hours. And just when you think it's over, oh, it's not over. It keeps going and going and going like a nightmare. And it never ends. <laughs> Like a nightmare. Like Disney's new Star Wars trilogy. It's just never fucking ends. But I digress. Just so listeners are aware, he hasn't seen. uh, No, like I told you, The Last Jedi was so shit that I will not view it again. 
until they rectify this fucking situation. Um, I liked the new one, but I don't know if you would like it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'll probably I'll probably break at some point and see yeah. it. Like I, I I was like, am I being too harsh on this movie? Okay, so I went back and I was like, I got back from a late show here, like it was twelve fifty on Friday or Saturday. You know, maybe I drank something, maybe I had a little smoke afterwards, right? <laughs> right? Shut up, you too bad. And like. Uh, I get back. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch the first part of Last Jedi. Maybe I'm just being wrong about this movie. Maybe I'm being too harsh. It was dog shit. I can make a 50 minute. And then let's say, let me watch the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Consider the worst of the original trilogy. And I'll tell you, up to the point uh, I watched it until they save Han, there's not an ounce of fat in that intro. Right. You know, that first 20 minutes is fucking brilliant. Just the quality there is completely fucking you know, I will say in uh, Ryan Johnson's defense, I yeah. watched Knives Out, and that was a great movie. Yeah, I will never watch a Ryan Johnson movie. I will never pay to watch <laughs> a Ryan Johnson movie. What he did to Luke Skywalker, it should honestly be a Me Too move, a moment. Yeah, like he sexually molested Luke Skywalker and he raped him to death. Is basically oh what he did. That's how terrible it was. You know, like you have the greatest <laughs> character. And all, we're taking off course. But you have the greatest character <laughs> in the history of pop culture. You have Luke Skywalker in a movie doing Jedi things. That's 1.5 billion printed. Okay? One fucking lightsaber battle. One fucking meet with Han and Leia on the fucking Millennium Falcon. Banter, banter, banter. 1.5 billion. Why did this movie make less money, Return on Jedi, trekking less than the one two previous installments before? Because Ryan Johnson sucks. He's a narcissist. And he wanted to do his own thing, and he completely fucking uh, ass fucked the franchise. Okay, but I digress. <laughs> I look forward to seeing uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and their appearance at Anaheim's Disneyland. <laughs> well, they will now be occupying the castle and playing. Do you know where they're moving? I heard this article says. Uh, I thought it was Canada, but says United States. But then hmm. I heard it was Canada as well. Yeah. So I'm going to have to call Megan, and we're going to have to figure this shit out. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I know someone who used to date Megan Markle before she was Megan Markle. Really? But he doesn't like want to talk about it. He doesn't he's, even he's want his name or he's, he's a comic. A com maybe, oh, she's a chuckle fucker. She's a chuckle fucker. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I can get him to do an interview anonymously. Like, oh, yeah, that'd like be great. like one of those voices. We'll put a little effect on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like a, a black sheet. That would be fucking okay. hilarious. Okay. But I do love England, by the way. You do, you do know that. Like I, I don't know. I know Tommy knows this. I have a love for English reality television. Love Island, from the Only Ways Essex to Made in Chelsea to the Great British Baking Show. Really good stuff. Really entertaining. I think the best moment of this year to me came from the British quiz show Mastermind, and here it is. It's brilliant in its succinctness. The 2019 book entitled No One is Too Small to Make a Difference is a collection of speeches made by a Swedish climate change activist. What's her name? Sharon. Greta Thunberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play it one more time just in case you didn't get it. <laughs> The 2019 book entitled <laughs> No One is Too Small to Make a Difference is a collection of speeches made by a Swedish climate change activist. What's her name? Sharon. Greta Thunberg. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Uh, he was a bald guy, Indian guy in the 1940s uh, who helped overthrow colonialism. What was his name? 
Charles. <laughs> like, that is fucking great to me, man. Truly just shooting in the I dark. love that. That chick didn't give a fuck. She had energy, baby. You know what I'm saying? Sharon. 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 This is the American equivalent moment of that. Okay. This is my favorite moment on the internet. This is Pete Weber throwing a strike, professional bowler, wearing what kind of glasses are those? Why would you describe them? Gas station sunglasses. Yeah, he looks like somebody Walter Goggins would play, basically, right? I call it the God damn it, I did it. Who do you think you are clip? Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it. And he got it! Yes. Dude, that guy fires me the fuck up. That's who the next coach of the fucking Dallas Cowboys should be, Pete goddamn Weber. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's who they need in the royal family. They need that fucking guy. Who do you think you are? I am. Like, who do you think he goes, you are? yes, that's why I did it. Well, yeah, you're a bowler. I let all those words fit together, but they don't exactly make sense. No, no. I love you. Oh, man. All right, so you do want to hear some conspiracy theories from Refinery29 involving Meghan Markle and the royal family? Okay. Number one. Uh, or not rd.com. Reader's Digest. Why is this on Reader's Digest? Okay. Meghan Markle's pregnancy is fake. I think that's clearly wrong because the baby came out. <laughs> right? But the Beyonce one, did you see the Australian interview with Beyonce when she no. got up and her whole stomach like tucked in i think they had a uh surrogate yeah huh yeah 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 yeah. okay um prince harry and Meghan markles when was this published this was no dates because journalism is dying uh <laughs> prince harry and Meghan markles relationship is a plan to take over america brits what? are playing long ball here this is i think this is written well before this shit happened today brits are playing long ball here but it's a smart move they want america back and this is how they'll do it this twitter Twitter wrote, yo, that'd be kind of brilliant. I like that idea of a reverse invasion. Like, if their kids are American citizens. Right. And the son of a royal becomes U.S. president. Interesting. You know? Uh-huh. They could pull the Putin. You know what I mean? <laughs> they could be their, their that own. That is elaborate. They could pull their own Manchurian candidate. That's like a Richard Linklater movie. Yeah. I remember the day after the election, I go to my brother. I was like, what do you think Putin is doing right now after this Trump thing? And he goes, he's probably listen- He's probably in his office bopping his head listening to early Eminem. I was like, yeah, that's- <laughs> that makes sense. I bet that's what the fuck he's doing. That's what I would be doing if I just engineered a coup of a fucking That's what everyone country. in Russia is doing, listening yeah. to early Eminem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my conspiracy. You want another conspiracy? Another racial conspiracy theory while I'm I'm defending my fellow people of color today. (laughs) Here, let's get another one. I know who I am. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Yes, I know who I am. Are you ready for my racial? Sounds like Pete Weber saying that. (laughs) It does, right? My racial conspiracy theory. Well, obviously, we know the NFL is a race problem, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Right? The Rooney rule, the rule that requires them to interview black candidates is obviously a farce. Right. Like there's no black coaches in the NFL, despite, you know, black players making up whatever percentage of the league, which is it's just like ridiculous. Right. Yes. Black coaches. Are you ready for this? When they do get hired. 
they only get hired for the shitty jobs. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like there's certain situations you can go into and you know there's a chance for it to be successful. Like, let's say when the Colts had Andrew Luck, uh, they had a good GM. You know the coach that they were hiring probably had a pretty good shot. It was a good situation to be into. But the only time black coaches get hired is when they're in shitty situations, when the ownership knows there's going to be a rebuild, and that coach is likely not going to be the coach of the team once that rebuild is kind right. of getting done. Because they're going to be the ones taking the L's on their losses, on, yeah. their, on their sheets. Damn. You know? And you can look at, uh, uh, for one, look at Lovey Smith. He gets fired from the Bears after being 10-6. and six. Who the fuck gets fired after being 10-6? and six? The Bears would fucking kill for 10-6. and 10-6 and six every year. What was like the reasoning? Dynasty. I don't know if they didn't make the playoffs that year or what. Hmm. I'm imagining that's probably why. If they did make the playoffs and didn't, that's even more damning. You know, but 10-6 and six is fucking, that's great. Then look at the other people who have gotten jobs. I mean, I know we all trash on him, but look at the situation in which he was first hired. Hugh Jackson on the Browns. Right? Now look at the one this year. The, I think the only black coach except for Tomlin. And that's a very progressive family. You know, donated to Obama, the Roonies, right? They put the guy in a situation to succeed. Is Brian Flores in Miami. What a shit situation. You know what I'm saying? Can you think of any other black coaches that got hired? No. Even the motherfucker in Airbud. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he only got the job because the other guy got fired. Yeah. And the other guy. And he was the fucking janitor. <laughs> and then he became. That coach was so good. He was. He taught him how and to play Airbud without the ball. <laughs> He's like, we're not, we're not ready for the ball. We got to learn to work as a team first. Exactly. <laughs> this man taught a golden retriever how to play basketball. <laughs> how to play team basketball. Sure, the golden retriever had individual talent. Like. All right. <laughs> But much like Andrew Wiggins, he didn't know how to fit into a team environment. And that coach taught him how to do that. Do you know any other coaches <laughs> who can teach a golden retriever how to run the pick-and-roll offense? I don't think so. And the guy was a fucking janitor. All right? And the same bums in the NFL get hired over and over again. How many times is Vic fucking Fangio going to get hired? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. How many goddamn times are these same motherfuckers going to get the same chances and just keep fucking it up? I guarantee you Jason Garrett's going to get hired and go fucking 8-8 eight and eight someplace else. I'm surprised Jeff Fisher doesn't have a job. You know? So I think that's I think it's ridiculous. I think it's outlandish. You know? And there's actually a brain drain. You know all the smart coaching? I'll let you in on a little football insider knowledge. All the smart coaching happens now at the college level. That's where all the schemes are being pressed and taken to their extremes and really being experimented with. And that's where the black coaches are going. And now they're going back to college because they're saying, hey, we don't have a chance in the NFL. No one's going to give us a chance in the NFL, you know, which I would do, too. I'd be like, now let me get the fuck out of here. How's it going at the college level? Well, that's where all the uh, I don't know, to tell you the truth, Tommy, you've stumped me there. <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out in the Well, they say years. the NFL, the black coaches in the NFL are going back uh, hmm. back to the uh, NCAA. We're, we're, I'm guessing it's at least got to be more equitable, you know? Sure. You know? But I don't know. You know what else is outlandish? Let's go through some playoff games. Hit me. Let's start with Tennessee 
and uh, the New England Patriots. So the Patriots lost much to the great joy of most of this country, most of you fine people. But within that, some very interesting possibilities for one Tom Brady, okay? I'm not going to do this often because I'm not really sure I like this individual. <laughs> he may embody 98% of what I hate about Sports Talk Radio. <laughs> okay, but I'm going to let Colin Coward tell you. Whoa, con some, this is controversial. Some, some, some possibilities about what Tommy Brady could do next year. Here's what kind of a name is that? Cowherd. Okay. <laughs> it's a made up radio name <laughs> yeah. to appeal to the Midwest. <laughs> He's a real salt of the earth fella. <laughs> Come on. Just like us. Yeah, right. He's drinking whole milk. <laughs> oh, that D milk. <laughs> D milk. That D milk. Yeah. That Budweiser heavy. All right. <laughs> Have you ever drank a full Bud? What's the last time you drank a full bodied Budweiser? Dude, that shit is thick. It's like <laughs> it's like carbonated gravy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is. I'm an I'm an IPA man though, so you know why. Oh, IPA. I keep it thick. I keep oh, it thick. IPA. So you like to uh, drink uh, the drink of the colonizer and the oppressor, huh? <laughs> Do you know how IPAs came about, Tommy? The so-called India Pale Ale <laughs> from the oppression of my people. Oh no. Do, are you ready Sorry for some that. more racial facts? <laughs> okay. Are you ready? This is the most woke. The oh, fanatics so in years. Woke. Who I am? You know who I am? I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Okay, the great Robert Downey Jr. in what is that? Tropic Thunder. Here's hey, how IPAs came. Sorry about, about uh, apartheid. You, you know? should apologize every day of your life for the <laughs> oppressions of the white man, Tommy. All right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand me? Mm-hmm. All right. So here's how it happened. God damn it! I did it. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> That's such a good quote. <laughs> All right, here's what happened. So, obviously, when you colonize a country like Britain did in India, you want to be able to get drunk. You want to be able to have a good fucking time, right? Guess what, Tommy? I don't know if you know this. They didn't have airplanes back then, all right? They had to get everything over on boats. The beer would spoil. So what they found is they added extra hops to the beer. Hmm. It could make it through the journey around the Horn of Africa. That sweet baby horn. <laughs> All the way <laughs> to India where they could get drunk. Well, they oppress my people. Interesting. And that's why IPAs have more hops. Why do we do it today? Just to be gross? <laughs> because hipsters are just in the shit, I guess. Double IPAs. That's a thing. Now. That sucks. First people of all, I hate IPAs. Mind. I don't drink it. I don't want my beer to have more flavor than my fucking food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. The beer should be paired with the food. Give me a nice lager. Give me a nice pilsner. Let me wash that shit down. Let me be refreshed. Like, I need a drink to wash down this fucking IPA. I like a reasonable IPA. It's too fucking... But some of these people are showing off, and it's disgusting. It's too malty, dude. Here's what I have to think about that. We need to find That's a louder so clip of funny. this. Like, this needs to be the loudest thing in the world. This isn't loud enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when you're listening to Nirvana, Nirvana has to be fucking loud. Yeah. You know? You can't <laughs> listen to lithium when it's, like, low. This needs to be louder. Who do you think you are? I am. So where were we on this? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Colin Coward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't played it yet. Colin Coward, Tommy Brady. I like you calling him Colin Coward. <laughs> What's his name? Coward. And I'm calling him Coward? Coward. Oh, it's almost like I'm doing that on purpose. Okay. <laughs> Colin Coward. <laughs> Let me throw out a team and a destination that I think fits for Brady. 
the Indianapolis Colts at 13. Stop right there. I've been saying this shit for three fucking months. I was mm. too scared to say it publicly because I didn't want to be ridiculed because my family clearly made fun of me as soon as I told them that. They're like, Sean, Sean. It's <laughs> like, Sean, are you, what are you smoking again? Sean, what are you drinking? My dad was like, did you eat my blueberries? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, here's why I think it makes a lot of sense. You may think it sounds outlandish, but it does not sound outlandish. Can I tell you why, Tommy? Hit me. Because all is not well in New England, my friend. All is not well in New England. <laughs> you think it's well, but it's kind of like, you know how Jackson 5 was a family, and then behind the scenes, Jackson 5, all kinds of fucked up shit was happening? Oh, you know how the royal family was a family? Yes! <laughs> even better. Boom, we're doing it. Good job. You made up for the, what is that? The Disneyland analogy before. <laughs> yeah, the Mickey Mouse impression. Yeah, exactly. The Mickey Mouse impression was okay, actually. <laughs> right. uh, there is drama in New England, much more, and we are going to take you through that. And as the Patriots turn... Now, for the next 30 minutes, as the world turns, brought to you today by Ivory Soap, 99 and 44, 100% pure. It floats. It floats. And by the way, in researching this, I realized I could watch soap opera intros from the 50s all day long. Like, how interesting was that? It was actually sponsored by soap. You get why it was, like, called a soap opera. You know what I mean? I did not know that. Yes. That's hilarious. Sponsored by Ivory Soap. It floats, right? Just like, uh, what is that? It, okay? So. They were all sponsored by soap? A lot of them. And, laundry, so and laundry detergent. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Why? Because okay. women? Exactly. In the 50s? Because uh, women. They'll clean things. In the 50s before minorities ruin it, right? <laughs> White guys had it good. You had that Mad Men shit. It's great. All right. For you guys. All right. But let us go through. As the Patriots turn. Here's why this is not so outlandish. I'll tell you. Number one, there's a lot of drama between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. They do not get along like they once did. Okay? I'll tell you, there's a couple reasons for that. Um, number one, Tom Brady wants to play until he's 45. How old is Tom Brady now, Tommy? Was he 42? He is 42 years old. Bones up on that. Tommy doing his research. <laughs> That's the problem with Bill Belichick, because Bill Belichick is known for being what, my friends? A ruthless motherfucker. He will cut your ass. He doesn't mm. care, because Bill's world is always turning. It's always fresh. Okay? Bill wanted to get a little inside secret here. I'm giving you some inside info today. Not only on the royal family. Not only on Walt Disney. Okay? <laughs> also on the Patriots. Bill wanted to get rid of Tom three years ago. Why? Because there was another man in his life. A handsome man. A younger man. A talented man. By the name of... Do you know his name, Tommy? You're breaking my heart. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh. <laughs> Jimmy? Yes, Jimmy. Not Jimmy. Definitely Jimmy. <laughs> Bill saw this sweet, sweet, young Adonis of a man as his legacy with New England. Like now you would think a man who had five or six rings at the time wouldn't be worried about his legacy. But he knows that age comes for all of us, both for Bill and for Tommy B. (gasps) (laughs) Exactly. And Jimmy, he was gonna retire probably midway through Jimmy's career or towards the end of it, right? 
Wait, that's too happy. <laughs> Back to sad piano. Yes. <laughs> so he thought, and then the, that Jimmy would be his legacy. That look, I'm leaving the Patriots with another franchise quarterback. Whoever comes into this after me is going to be able to win. And I will go off as the greatest of all fucking time. But guess who poo-pooed that plan? Tommy Boy. No. Oh. The guy who gets masturbated by uh, Asian women in Jupiter, Florida. What's his name? I don't remember. Bob Kraft. Patriots owner Bob Kraft. Mm. He said, no, we're sticking with Tommy B. He's going to do his because victory Because I love lap. Tommy B. He's going to do his Tiger Woods comeback tour. <laughs> and he did. And, and he did. Tommy came back. And he did. And he won two. And he proved that 40-year-olds have value in sports. He proved Bob Kraft correct. Wow. But you know what else he did? Something that you wouldn't think could happen to the great Bill Belichick. He undermined Bill Belichick's authority within that organization. Bill Belichick makes all the personnel calls. That matters to Bill Belichick. Telling Bill Belichick he can't do something? You think Bill likes it? No. That causes one word, Tommy. Do you know what that word is? Grudge. Drama. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) And the Patriots have a young quarterback they like now. A man by the name of Jared. Right? And you know what else undermines Bill Belichick's control? Like, do you think that it would bother Bill Belichick if somebody was subverting his training staff, if somebody was telling his players not to follow the applied regiment of Bill Belichick's training and medical staff? Do you think that would bother Bill Belichick, Tommy? Immensely. Immensely. And do you know which player on the Patriots is doing exactly that? Not, not number 12? Number 12. Oh my God. A Tommy B. None other than, you know? So there's a multi, (laughs) multiple levels of dissension and rancor within the Patriots organization, okay? Couple that with a playoffs loss, uh, an aging roster, uh, a talentless roster on offense, if you ask me. A lack of Because I think Brady can still ball. He didn't give give anybody to throw to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, But this, this new age guy, right? It's Tommy B's, like, kind of lover boy. You know, a lot of people think another reason he can leave the Patriots. Not only did Tommy B put his house on sale, but so did this trainer guy, this Alex guy, right? Wow. They've been right. slapping ass, Bill holding Belichick. it there a little too long. Exactly. Bill Bel- Yeah, exactly. They've been beating cheeks for a long time, <laughs> Tommy. Whew. But this guy comes in. He has alternative therapies, new age shit that doesn't always equate with best practices. And not only does he apply it to Tommy B, that's fine enough. Tommy's a star. He can do what he wants. But Tommy and this Alex Trainer guy have actively recruited other people within the organization. And they actually feel, the Patriots, that it's been to the detriment uh, to a number of those players and to the team. Hmm. What is the one word for that? Catastrophic. Drama, Tommy. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so... What better thing to do in one fell swoop? And Tommy moves on. Oh, yeah, and Tommy, our dear Tommy, has been taking a pay cut for the Patriots all these years. Did you know that? Wow. When his other guys were getting paid, Drew and Peyton Manning taking up 30% of the cap, Tommy said, nah. I'm, I'm trying to win. I'm going to roll for 12. And he did. I'm going to roll for 15. I'm going to roll for 18. But you know what Tommy says now? Nah. Oof. I ain't taking a pay cut, son. 
You're paying me. Don't right? you know who I fucking am? Say my name. Tom Brady. Say my fucking name. And guess what? Tom Brady's going to get paid one yeah. way or another. And he I started, hope it's in Indianapolis. He started saying the in front of his name. and That's how you knew it was over. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he started pulling that. The Tom Brady. Yeah. And we actually... Uh, we're able to get this clip of this unseen interview uh, with this new age trainer uh, on HBO. Uh, great work Brian Gumble does. If you ever want to watch the 60 minutes of, uh, of sports, watch that Brian Gumble show, Real Sports. But here it is. All right. An interview with Tom Brady's new age guru, uh, Bikram Bikram Choudhury of Bikram Yoga. Sarah Bond, Jill Lawler. Maggie Gentner, they felt sexually violated by you. Okay. <laughs> lie, lie, and lie. I don't need to do that. Rape or sexually assault? Such assault. If I need women, I can make a line. The most beautiful, famous, rich women in the world, if I have to sleep with women, then I have to sleep, you know, 5,000 girls every day. 5,000 women a day want to sleep with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> commit suicide. Four of them. You're saying that four different women. Four different women. Each killed themselves because yeah. you wouldn't have sex with All them. All right. Why I have to harass women? People pay one million dollar for one drop of my sperm. <laughs> I can Yo, make million dollar a day. Every drop. You <laughs> and that idiot are dumb to believe those trash. The women are the trash? Yeah. I pick them from trash and give them life. Why wouldn't Bill Belichick want that around his organization? <laughs> Number one. Number two, I'm pretty sure that's going to be the next president of the United States, like in 2024. I think that is already the president of the United yeah, States. Yeah, <laughs> yo, that may be the president of the United States. It's hard to tell the difference. Yeah, man. But you know what kind of energy that guy's got? He's got this kind of energy. What is I want? That's like one of the great philosophical questions. And who do you think you are? I am. Like really fucking think about that. It'll fuck your brain up, man. That's deep, man. That's fucking deep. Fuck. Take an edible and think about that shit. Who do you think you are? I am. Wow. And I think it's time for the Patriots to do the same thing. They need a. Who do they think? Who they do they are? think they are? I am. I am. Exactly. So we'll see. It's going to be a very, very interesting offseason for the Patriots, and I'm fucking here for it. As far as places Tom Brady can go, I've, I've heard him mention the Los Angeles Chargers. Why the fuck would he go to the Los Angeles Chargers? They don't have a squad that's ready there. Meanwhile, in Indianapolis, you know, we just need a quarterback to plug to plug in there. And a lot of Indy fans are like, oh, if Tom Brady there, I'm not going to watch a single fucking game. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go fucking game. Shut the fuck up. It's a little like LeBron to the Lakers in that way where it's like y'all had the best. Yeah, but quit being a child. Do you think, like, first of all, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are friends. All these guys are friends. Sure. Do you think they give a shit about the rivalry? If they don't <laughs> give a shit, why the fuck do you give a shit? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Let's just get the motherfucker and let's just win. They want they want the players to give a shit. A lot of fans. I know, but that's they that's their don't. biggest dream, it's, and, it's, and they never will. It's just like how like like we're such idiots. 
because you know these politicians are all buddies and best friends and they yeah. all go to dinner together and they eat together and then they just give each other shit on the news channels and then we as citizens we dislike each other and argue with each other yeah. and these guys are like drinking whiskeys together and going to strip clubs you know despite our political differences that's how we bring this we drink whiskey together we go to strip clubs okay <laughs> male strip club female strip club transgender strip club polyamorous strip club whatever the fuck you want right I feel like players used to care. Like in the nineties, I feel like they weren't friends. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. They used to but hate But they each definitely other. are all just, you know, rubbing elbows. Oh, like like Michael Jordan will still like fight Byron Russell. Yeah, to, to the day. day. And you gotta respect that. You gotta respect that. Yeah. <laughs> you really do. Irrational hatred. <laughs> I respect that, that. That toxic masculinity, <laughs> baby. That Schwarzenegger. But channeled in the right way. Right. In you know? sports. I love that. Beautiful. Who do you think you are, Tommy? I, I am. am. All right. Speaking of people who have that energy, I think Josh Allen. Let's talk a little about the games that happened this past weekend, where those teams are that got eliminated, and then you know we'll do a little at the end of the thing. I love the Bills and Josh Allen. I think they got the best young roster in the United States. You know? I think they got a great roster. I hated Josh Allen. I thought he profiled as a Blaine Gabbert. As a uh, as a uh, Blake Bortles, as basically every Jacksonville first round quarterback draft pick before Gardner Minshew, who I love, right? Uh, but no, Josh Allen is the real fucking deal, and I like him. I know he he going crazy. There was some oh god damn it, Tommy, plug me in. Oh, plug, for some reason this isn't charging. So just if you could find a place for a charge. Uh, uh, like that was some backyard football shit. Who in overtime? Yeah, that you got it. Who in overtime? It, it, first of all, he's he's great running ball. But who in overtime tries a lateral when they got a first down and time's not a concern? Like that was crazy, you know what I mean? But so are Bills fans. Now I don't know if you know this, Tommy. Do you know about the Bills Mafia? No. The Bills Mafia travels. They go fucking everywhere, right? Super not only do they travel, they're like uh, eighth graders in 1998. In that they also do wrestling moves all the time on each other. What? Yeah. So the Bills thing now that they do is they buy folding tables and they jump into them like it's the fucking ECW or something. <laughs> but like it's a whole fucking thing. Like here, I'll just play a couple clips for you. Here's an entire compilation of Bills fans jumping through tables and one fucking pussy who's just trying to float off a guy's. Is board. he standing on an RV right now? Oh yes. Set the scene. This motherfucker is standing in an RV, diving headfirst. Is he showing any restraint for no, his body? Good is, God, as man is drunk. said. Exactly. This man's been drinking too many eyes. And look at him fly through the air like a soaring, majestic fucking eagle <laughs> before landing through to an inevitable thud. But here. Oh my god. Misses the tape. Oh my god. All Bills fan, this man is out cold. <laughs> face down. And the motherfucker's pouring beer on him. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, he might he might be dead, dude. <laughs> Choke slam into oh the table. Oh my god. Did not break. They lit the table, the table on, fire. on fire. And now the man He's is on, on fire. fire. Okay. This is my favorite one. Two bros, a Chad and a Dan. Both shirtless. One in Speedos. Uh, and a uh, beer pong folding table here. Bill's tailgate, all right? <laughs> Let's see what happens. One of them is very pale, though, that guy. Oh, shit. <laughs> 
Chad over jumped the thing, and fucking Dan waited till he already flipped the table over, and then he just jumps off the car trying to get dap for that. Dan, you didn't do ugh. shit. You didn't even fly into the fucking table. Fuck that And you're that sitting guy. there grinning like a fucking douche. You're what's wrong with America, all right? Yes. If you're going to be an idiot, commit Follow to it all the way. Through. If you voted for Trump, admit it. You know what I mean? God damn it. That guy's not going to graduate. <laughs> <laughs> graduate from what? He already Anything. did graduate. All right. So this is, I want to set the scene, right? So that's what Bill's Mafia fans, they do, and they travel, right? They go into Houston. Bill should have won that game. Whatever. You guys have a great young roster. You're going to take over that division if Stidham isn't as good as Brady, okay? But here we go. Here we go. So Bill's fans travel to Houston, right? So they did a local report. Uh, They went to the Walmarts and asked them if any folding tables are available in this vicinity. And here's what they found out. Houston sold out of folding tables thanks to the Bills fans. Mar here in Almeida, Houston. Sold out of folding tables thanks to the Bills fans. Here at Walmart in Houston, there's no more folding tables because all the Bills fans bought the tables. They're like, no more folding tables, all the Bills fans got them. Yeah, we uh, came here to buy a folding table and there's uh, none left in the entire city of Houston. There are no folding tables within 50 mile radius of this Walmart either. <laughs> there's no folding tables around any Walmart around in the Houston area. All the Bills fans took all the folding tables. They're at the Walmart. I fucking love that. Do you know what that says to me? Tommy? Passion. You know what that says to me? That says to me this. Drama? Let's bring in my boy Peter Weber. I love the double thumbs at the end. Ah, yeah. <laughs> he does. You know who knows who they are? Peter Weber. Fucking Bills fans know who the fuck they are. I salute you, Bills fans. God fucking bless you. You keep getting drunk and you keep doing that shit and you say who the fuck you are. And you know what? I think you might just get a chip out of this. You know, I was the biggest Josh Allen detractor, but I love Josh Allen, man. I think you guys got a good one there. And I think you guys are great. I just, if they move you to Toronto, I'll be so pissed, man. Like, I don't know what the NFL is doing. Like, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, really? They should be in San Diego. Okay, Bills fans. I love it. Buy more tables, okay? Uh, so we had Houston, Bills beating Houston, or Houston beating Bills, right? Then if, we had... If they go to Toronto, do the Bills fans remain the Bills fans? I think they would be so sad and heartbroken. I don't so know. Sad. I don't know what would happen in Buffalo if they lost the Bills. Do you it become would, a Toronto-supporting I think a lot of those guys would, but I just don't think it'd be the same. And you know what? Toronto does need an NFL team. That's a city that could absolutely support an NFL franchise. They're one of the few international cities that get the game and already have a passion and love for football. Like, quite frankly, they should just expand the league and add two more teams, and they shouldn't fucking move Buffalo. Because where, I mean, the passion like that is what makes a fucking sport. Otherwise, it's just like corporate owner boxes and Fairweather fans and, like, fucking L.A. has the shittiest sports fans with all the fucking teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so stupid, dude. Like, ESPN has mentioned Alex, they've tweeted, or Bleacher Report has tweeted about Alex Caruso 13 times this season. They've they tweeted about the Indiana Pacers once. It's so fucking, like, anyways. Anyways. Uh, separate topic. Separate topic. Okay. Staying on the NFL. All right. So, you had Houston. And Buffalo. Buffalo's out, but they're the most interesting team. And I think they're going to be really great going forward. So be happy, Bills fans. Get ready for some tables next year. And the next, what do we have? We had Seattle and Philly, right? I love Russell Wilson, okay? Yes, he's cheesy. Yes, he's kind of weird. In my, uh, yes, in my research as into possible Zodiac killer suspects, Russell Wilson was amongst them. 
Okay? But he's what you absolutely want in your fucking quarterback. Can I tell you why, Tommy? Hit me. Because he's just solid. He's a gamer. He's in every fucking game. You know what I mean? And people think he's cheesy. Like, okay. So this guy tweeted, Russell Wilson gave us the most cringe-worthy mic'd up in NFL history on Monday night. I don't think it's that cheesy. I just think this dude is earnest. All right, tell me what you think, Tommy. Come on, clear eyes. Let's go to work, man. One play at a time, locked in. Let's go do this thing together. Whatever it takes. Great language. Unwavering. Unwavering language. Unwavering belief. Let's go to work, man. One play at a time. One play at a time. Let's go. Here we go. No fear. No fear, baby. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. We're going to answer right here for you, fellas. We're going to answer right here for you. Like, you know what that is to me? It's like Russell Wilson's whole life is the post-game interview. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know how you see other players, and when they're mic'd up, they're actually, like, saying, like, personable things, and they're being, like, relatable. Yeah. That just sounds like a post-game interview all the time. I respect that. That's yeah, how I, I was in. when I played sports. He's dialed in. Yeah, dialed in. Yeah, that's how a date is with Tommy. You know what I mean? Unwavering belief. We're going to get there. We're going to do this. But I like that cheesy, man. There's not enough fucking cheesy in the world. Like, I remember when I was growing up in the 80s, everything was just cheesy, bro. Everything was cheesy. TV was cheesy. Have you seen American Gladiators? Gladiators, cheesy. Have you seen 80s commercials? They're amazing. On Amazon, they just The 80s were cheesy, man. They have 80s commercials on Amazon. You can just watch that shit for a half hour. Fucking do it. It's amazing. That shit is cheesy. But it also gave so much to make fun of in the culture. Like, people don't really, like, get where why letterman is such a big cultural force it's because he was like the only anti-cheese on television in the fucking 80s hmm. like he 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 made the whole like i'm too cool for school and this shit is stupid kind of attitude yeah you know what i mean but we need more cheesy for that to be like viable you know and like i saw this uh i love this this was like my favorite cheesy thing i saw this week uh so there's a bowl because you know how there's an absolutely necessary number of bowl games that we have right Right. This is the... It's like 40. Yeah, that's more than that. Damn. It's like you can be like a 6-8 and eight team and get in a bowl game. Right. You know? All right, this is the famous Idaho Potato Bowl opening intro. First of all, I love that there's a famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I'm assuming it takes place in Idaho. World, world famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Yeah, didn't, what, didn't Napoleon Dynamite take place in Idaho? Uh, I don't remember. Dude, that movie's so funny. How come people don't talk about that movie in more reverential or I think they do terms. I think people saw it as a kid especially on like MTV like every, all my friends dude, are fucking obsessed so with that movie funny yeah dude. oh did you hear my idea for a sequel it does take place in Idaho do you know my idea for a sequel for that movie that which they never made but I will call it Napoleon goes to the big city oh god and he just goes to Boise <laughs> that's funny you know what I mean uh-huh I think it would be great um okay so here it is Here's the opening intro to the famous Idaho. Pedro runs for fucking mayor of the city. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that chick that he was in love with, she goes or gets a job, whatever. You know what I mean? But he's yeah, got to yeah, go yeah. to the city to find her or some shit. Okay. All right. Famous Idaho potato bowl <laughs> intro. Here we go. Hurry up, Frank. I'm baking in here. I know, Spuddy. The famous Idaho potato bowl is just around the corner, and we're coming in hot. So here we go. It's mashing time. Hot potato! It's just so cheesy. Oh, my God. Every... Every one of the players is a potato with a helmet on. Every one of the players is a potato with a helmet. It's a guy in a big rig. 
With a potato. With a potato. In the bathroom and he goes, seat. oh, I'm baking in here. Oh. You know? Yeah. Like a baked potato. Yeah, got it. And I love the logo, which is a football as a baked potato. Oh. But this doesn't look like, this looks like something that comes out of an infected wound. You know oh, I mean? God. Yeah. It look like baked potato. It's, it's like crazy. A ball with some pus on it. Yeah, I like that cheesy, bro. I need, there needs to be more cheesy. But these ball games are crazy. All right. These are the names of some real bowl games. All right. There was a salad bowl in Phoenix from Hilarious. 54 to 57. Uh, Zaxby's Heart of Dallas ball. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Right. They're all corporate. The Tax Slayer Bowl, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Didn't you work on this? I, oh, I worked as the same day as that. It was the um, Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Me and my buddy, we drove and down there. And what did you do? What do you mean by you worked it? Well, uh, we had cameras and we were going to interview the CEO of Ticket Smarter, which is like a new ticket selling company. Check them out. I don't know. We're not sponsored, but whatever. <laughs> and we were, what, so it's like a... Like a, a, a it's like a, like a StubHub, Ticketmaster, yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. And we're what? in the hotel room and he's watching ESPN. And it's called what again? The, it, ticket, the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Ticket Smarter So they had their Birmingham logo Bowl. on the name, on the field, and on all the ESPN branding. Right. But then there's this, the uh, on the ticker, the ESPN ticker, he yeah. turned on the TV to check his ad that he bought. And instead of Ticket Smarter, it said the Ticket Master Birmingham Bowl, which is like a direct <laughs> competitor. So that would be like if Coke bought an ad and they just put Pepsi on there. Yeah, yeah. So he's freaking out. He's calling everybody. Yeah, that's man. hilarious. And then we had to interview him. He was just human. <laughs> but that's like, yo, I just, well, my little fledgling company that I think's got a shot. <laughs> right. Very proud moment for this organization. I just <laughs> dropped seven million on the naming rights for this, and ESPN goes Ticketmaster. Yeah, which is the juggernaut. You know what I mean? That'd that's be like fucking they great. put Goliath on the ad instead of I David. Fucking love that. Um, then there was the Sherry Bundy. <laughs> they have so much name recognition at Ticketmaster that they were like, they Ticket Smarter. And they were like, no, that's this, not a thing. This has to be a mistake. That's a mistake. It's Ticketmaster. Yeah, it's definitely Ticketmaster. Should we check this? Nah. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Same fucking letters. It's- It'll be fine. <laughs> Damn. Who'll care? All right. The Sherry Bundy Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. The Duck Commander Independence Bowl, the Battle Frog Fiesta Bowl, the Poulan Weed Eater Independence Bowl, the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl, the Bad Boy Moore's Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> like, this has all got to be for money laundering purposes. Oh, for sure. Like, there's no way any of this shit is fucking real, man. I was at the Birmingham Bowl, and there was maybe like 50 people in the stands. Yeah, there's yeah. no fucking way, dude. Yeah, I smell, I smell some fucking bullshit. All right, but yeah. That's everything you want in a fucking quarterback. I wish we had Russell Wilson instead of that bougie-ass bitch <laughs> architecture student, Andrew Luck. I told you fucking guys that would end badly, and you didn't fucking believe me. Never should have cut Peyton. Worst decision in the history of fucking Indianapolis, all right? I think it's something about Luck in the horseshoe. People thought I don't know. people were like, yeah. I hope Ryan Johnson's next movie stars Andrew Luck, and they both end up like going into a plane crash in the Bermuda Triangle or something. That would probably <laughs> make me happy. Well, you know what I don't get about this fucking thing? No, I wish them both happiness and success. Who gives a shit? I'm being uh, sarcastic, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, a little letterman creeping in, huh? Yeah. What I don't like is Andrew Luck quits on the team two weeks before the fucking season. You want to retire? Retire in the offseason so we can fucking make some competent moves. Two weeks before the season. 
That's the fucked. fans find out during a game and they start booing him and the fans are wrong? Fuck that. Yeah. That's bullshit. That's some soft-ass Indianapolis bullshit to <laughs> criticize the fucking fans. If it was New York, they would have eaten Andrew Luck's ass alive. And if it was a black quarterback, he would not have gotten any of the fucking, you know, uh, benefit of the fucking doubt that Andrew Luck got. So Andrew Luck gets his $28 million and he's just going to study fucking architecture and drinking beer in Germany. Whatever, dude. Actually, that sounds nice. I kind of understand. The other thing. Mil, 28 mil? Yeah, we paid him. Whew. Yeah, they even asked Daddy Oliver Luck. He's going to be the commissioner of the XFL. I'm sure that'll work. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that'll work if he thinks he's going to come back. And his response was, yeah, I, I saw it. I don't think he has a hankering to get back on the field. That's what he said, hankering. Mm. You know, which is like an old person term that I think probably won't last to the next generation. We shall see. Um, but here's my idea for the XFL. Here's how you make people watch the XFL. Yeah. Okay? Leather helmets. Okay? <laughs> if the XFL had Spikes leather helmets. Gloves. No, I think leather helmets are safer. Cleats on fire. Yes, and cleats on fire. But, you know, a lot of this concussion safer. stuff comes from the helmets crashing. Metal again. on metal. Yeah. If you have a leather helmet, you're kind of taking that out of the way. I think a leather helmet is more effective. It's just like you would never – the NFL would never have the balls to try it or go back to it. So the yeah. XFL can do it, and I would watch every single game. <laughs> you know what I mean? It probably makes sense scientifically, but just from like a bystander perspective, it sounds like you're saying like no seatbelts. You well, know what I mean? Isn't that, isn't that the world of science and climate change today? Yeah, it sounds like it makes sense scientifically, but we don't actually want to make the leap to fucking do it. Right. If it makes sense scientifically, then it should be the one that is done. If it's proven, then yes. Who do you think you are? I am, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Seattle and Philly. Obviously, Philly had no business being in the playoffs, but NFL divisions, unlike the NBA divisions, actually mean something. If you win your division in the NFL, you should go to the playoffs, okay? So the home game may be a little ridiculous, but in the end, uh, I guess it worked out. Carson Wentz also... Uh, very sad, Carson Wentz. You know, I think he's a great quarterback. He was like 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, and he had a similar problem that Brady did in that he had nobody to throw to. Like, nobody. Like, whatsoever. And to pull those numbers off with uh, with that kind of supporting cast really speaks to his talent. But, man, the guy gets injured all the time. It's it's, it's really sad. Um, but what made me happy about that, Pete Carroll, speaking of learning from your mistakes, actually ran Marshawn Lynch at the fucking goal line. You know what I mean? Like, half this problem with the Patriots, like, they wouldn't be so bad if if fucking the Falcons would have kicked one more damn field goal or Pete Carroll would have ran a guy named Beast Mode at the one fucking yard line, okay? Yeah. Right? That's money. That's money. That's dirty money right there. That's easy money. Do you know Marshall Lynch is one of my favorite people in the United States? He's you know, great. I would vote for him to be president. He got a lot of flack, but he's funny. He's great. He's funny. I think he's smart. I think he's super talented. I think he can still play. I, I think that's everything you want in a U.S. senator. <laughs> that they can still play for sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this is, speaking of non-cheesy, this is Marshawn Lynch in Houston before he was went to the Super Bowl, okay? Went on the Seahawks. But uh, not Houston, Texas, my dear Tommy, where all the folding tables have been sold out. But this is Houston, Scotland. Okay, enjoy two minutes of Marshawn Lynch in Scotland. 
We got the Super Bowl going on. You familiar with that? I know this, yeah, obviously. Oh, you know that? Like, it's so popular. Come really? On. I ain't seen no castle before. That was built about 1160 or so. Built when? Uh, 1160. <laughs> so you know it's in Houston, right? Oh, yeah, I heard. Yeah, not this Houston, but, no. but the other Houston. I heard this Houston was the first Houston, though. Oh, yeah, no. A little interesting fact there. that I heard. 1116, <laughs> that sounds like what time it is right now. Hey there. Ah, what's up with it? Well, what you got on that thing? I, I don't know about that. So where I'm from, like we don't we don't wear those. In the kilt store. He's in the kilt. Hey, them things real, bro. <laughs> the Super Bowl is gonna be in Houston this year, right? Oh, Houston, Texas. So I thought I would come out to Scotland, Houston to find out if y'all knew like he's like the Super Bowl's in Houston, and she's like, oh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she thinks it's in Scotland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's macking oh, a little good, bit. Good you know for what you. Mean? Yeah, yeah. That's Irish. Tommy. Yeah, I can about. only do Irish. Can you do an Irish Mickey Mouse doing cocaine, Tommy? Right. Impression on the spot. Oh, hello, kids. That was pretty <laughs> weird. That was pretty weird. So is Irish Mickey Mouse doing cocaine? Yeah, now, that's so, true. Right? Yeah about the Super Bowl going on in Houston, Texas, and it sound like you really excited about it. I get it. it. <laughs> you know what? I ain't gonna say I make clothes, but I, you know, okay. I do a little bit of fashion. <laughs> I can email you some designs, and Hell then you yeah. can sort of see uh, what you want. Emails, I ain't gonna give you my email. They filming right now, no but we just gonna <laughs> throw you a couple more. You feel what I'm talking about? Thank you. Hey, man, I'm Come a bad piper, man. Come and join our band. Come on. Uh, 17th. Ah! <laughs> I got my good eye on you, one. Hey man, I just ran into one of you in the. Uh, I don't know if y'all call them woods or. Uh, I don't know where I was at. Just remember, Beast Mode done slid through Scotland. He gave you something so you can make sure that you enjoy the game Skittles? while you're watching it too. He loves Skittles. I wouldn't think all the way out He's here y'all would know anything about. Be kidding. People stay up until ridiculous o'clock in the morning. Take That's days the time? Off work. Ridiculous o'clock? Ridiculous o'clock. But if you get Skittles into all of their hands, then they be game ready. Okay. <laughs> I'll remember that one. Yeah, man, that's almost like what I seen when them Warriors jumped out on me. They was game ready, but they didn't know I had a game plan for them. That's yeah. like the best thing ever, Skittles and Super Bowl. Hell yeah, put it together and let it rock, baby. <laughs> Amen, amen. I love Marshawn Lynch, man. I want to go to Scotland. Put it together Lynch. and let it rock, baby. Yo, and low-key, football, American football is getting really popular there. You know, I used to live there. All right, bro. Scotland? Not Scotland. Scotland? In continental Europe. And the game is quite catching on, especially in uh, the UK, right? Um, so, yeah. And then what else did we have? We had Minnesota and the Saints, which, can I say, Drew Brees is not fucking cheesy like you want to talk about um all right fine maybe you don't like what's his face russell wilson and the way russell wilson hypes up the team maybe you think it's a little bit lame but dude Bru drew Brees has a whole pete weber energy listen to this shit and tell me if it doesn't get you jacked the fuck up to get going man all right. We can't do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, twenty-ten, twenty-eleven, twenty-twelve, twenty-thirteen, twenty-fourteen, twenty-fifteen, twenty-sixteen, twen
Dude, I'm jacked up right now, bro. I like that. Draft me right now. Send me to the Middle East. I'm ready to fuck some <laughs> shit up. Drew Brees should be a battle commander. We would have won Vietnam if Drew Brees was there. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> Drama? Drama, baby. I love that. All right, but you know why the regular season is useless in the NFL? Because it doesn't fucking matter. All right, obviously it matters to make the playoffs, but literally nothing matters after that. The Saints, in my belief, were the best team in the NFL. It doesn't matter. Hmm. It doesn't matter. The best team doesn't always win in the NFL. Have you have you made your prediction yet? Trust me, I know this as a Colts fan. We were often the best team for many years. It doesn't fucking matter. Which is why, like, at a certain point, when you're talking about Week 11, and this is why I kind of shied away from it this year, if you're talking about Week 11 and Week 12 and the minutia of that and the NFL, it doesn't fucking matter. It literally doesn't fucking matter. All that matters is playoff positioning. And even then, it doesn't even really matter. Like, the wild card team won, like, uh, three out of five years on one run. Yeah. Like, the regular season does not matter at all. Anything can happen in the fucking playoffs. The Saints were monsters all fucking year. Defense. Offense. Special teams. And fucking Kirk Cousins, how do you like me now? You like that. I mean... Kirk Cousins, you like that. Kirk, you like that Cousins. Comes in. He throws a game winner to Kyle Rudolph, and that's all she wrote for the Saints season. Heartbreaking. And that, too, that was a pass interference at the end of that game, too, against Saints fans. And just you want to be pissed off. But if you want to be pissed off, onside's kick, Hank Basket, I don't care. Fuck you. I'm glad the Saints are out. But, <laughs> but yeah, it just doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And, and the thing is, like, there's it's there's there's like a really weird dichotomy between NFL games where you don't really know what's going to happen because the talent level is equal enough that it can actually make a game. You know, in college you don't really see that. In college you almost always know who's going to win because the total disparity and and, and the talent levels between teams because the nature of recruiting versus a salary cap system. You know what I mean? That's why I found college football to usually be quite boring because the teams aren't equal, right? That's what makes this upcoming uh, college football final really special and really compelling because there's two great teams with two great quarterbacks going to be the next two top number one picks in the draft, and you don't know what's going to happen. You know, but the NFL, the regular season, doesn't matter. It's not like the NBA where it's a best of seven, where talent— and execution, and teamwork pays out. It is literally any given fucking Sunday, right? You don't know what's going to happen. That being said, I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. All right? And at least two of the games. Drama? Eh, some, okay? So the two games, the AFC, you know what's going to be. It's going to be Baltimore and Houston. Their talent level, or Baltimore and Kansas City. Their talent level uh, their team philosophies or whatever, you put that together, it's just head and shoulders above the teams that they're playing. Okay? Mm-hmm. it's You can book it. And it's going to be the best game of the year. It's going to be better than the Super Bowl. Baltimore, Kansas City, AFC Championship game, be there. We don't know what's going to happen. Once again, everyone's taught. Once at that game, the talent level is equal. And we don't know what's going to happen then. 
You know, and everyone's saying Baltimore, 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 this. Guess what? They lose that narrative changes really fucking quickly. All of a sudden, it's back to Patrick Mahomes is a a god. You know, the other side of the bracket, these teams are close enough in talent level that you don't know what's going to happen. Minnesota, San Francisco, sure, San Francisco 13-3, and very wobbly, not proven in the playoffs, which matters. Quarterback, not proven in the playoffs, no matter how many times Bill he, he, he earned the covetousness of Bill Belichick's eyes, right? Minnesota can easily go in there and beat San Francisco. That can happen. You don't know what's going to happen. I haven't seen the spread on it yet, but if it's decent with mini, take mini, baby, because you don't know. Same with Seattle Green Bay. In fact, Seattle Green Bay, I think Seattle's a better team. I, th- I think Russell Wilson is more in the flow of that offense. I think he commands it better. You know, I he's like. He's got the, better pump up speeches, probably. He's he's working on it. Yeah. Aaron Aaron Rodgers doesn't even fuck with pump up speeches. They just go. Hey. Aaron Rodgers just rolls out there and he's like, yeah, whatever. You know. What Damn. I mean? Aaron Rodgers. Somebody's got to do it. Aaron Rodgers is like Bo Callahan in one of my favorite bad uh, NFL movies, football movies, uh, draft day starring Kevin Costner. Yeah. So, like, first of all, the trades in that movie are fucking ridiculous. Costner's great in it, though, right? So there's this number one quarterback, like an Andrew Luck, uh, Trevor Lawrence-level prospect. He has a number one pick. He doesn't do it. He trades down. The second guy passes on the quarterback. The third passes on the quarterback. Eventually goes back to the seventh pick. Kevin Costner has a chance to draft Bo Callahan, the Andrew Luck type, you know, prospect that's been passed and is falling. Okay. And he doesn't draft him. You know why? Why? Because none of his teammates went to his birthday party. Wow. (laughs) That's hilarious. He goes, yeah, watch this play. And he gets sacked and none of the offensive linemen help him up. Wow. He's like, I don't know. That's basically Aaron Rodgers. Nobody likes Aaron Rodgers. Damn. But he's great. Um, But speaking of good bet. Like, Green Bay, to me, is this year's good-bad team or bad-good team. Mm. Like, they're 13-3, but they're not really that good. You know, so I think Seattle's going to go in there and beat them. You know, and then we'll see. NFC, I think, is completely up for grabs. And uh, as far as Tennessee and Houston goes, hey, you were lucky to make it this far. Hey, enjoy yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have fun. Uh, yeah. But Minnesota has a great chance against San Francisco, and I take Seattle over Green Bay. Um. Yeah, that's it for football. But let's check in real quick on on the NBA and uh, and Andrew Wiggins. How are the Timberwolves doing? Difference on the clock of about six seconds. Wiggins, he took the shot at the end of regulation and missed it. What will he do here? Sacramento has it and a timeout. So the Kings will have a chance to win it with 5.6 seconds on the clock. Andrew Wiggins tonight has been awful. <laughs> Brick. Brick, dude. I love that. Andrew Wiggins tonight has been awful. This happens every year. Okay, in the first 20 games, some young teams come out like Phoenix and Minnesota. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Andrew Wiggins is a star now. Oh, my God, Phoenix. They finally put it together. And the next 20 games, they completely eat shit and die. Mm. You know what I mean? It's fucking hilarious to me. Also, fans, less democracy in the NBA, please. Fans need to quit being allowed to vote for fucking All-Star. This is ridiculous. Trey Young is the number one guard despite his team winning eight games all year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking Taco Fall is sixth in the East in the front court. The guy has played 11 fucking minutes. How is he ahead of Drummond and Sabonis? He's just got Those fans. Those guys average 1,000 fucking rebounds a game. These it's guys just, probably got personality, maybe. 
It's so stupid, dude. Derrick Rose is fourth in guards in the East. It's just absolutely insane that retards get to fucking vote on this shit. Alex Caruso is eighth. Like, fuck Alex Caruso, dude. Alex Caruso is above Devin Booker and John Morant. Like, that's insane. Carmelo Anthony is eighth. Dwight Howard is tenth in the front court. I hate that. It's just fame, fans, team. Dude, that makes me, like, lose faith in democracy as a whole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck A lot it, of Lakers fans out there. Fuck Lakers fans, man. So annoying. <laughs> That's what I learned here. A couple quick points. Uh, Chris Paul has been fantastic. I just wanted to say that. The Thunder are like, what, five games above 500? Chris Paul is really good. He's better than Russell Westbrook. And, like, if I was a contending team like the fucking Lakers or whatever, I would make it work to get Chris Paul because he's still a fucking baller. Yeah, he's a fucking cunt and he's a prick. And he sucks to deal with, and nobody likes him. But he's fucking brilliant, dude. He's like he's like fucking basketball Einstein. He's point guard. Great. He's a point guard. If I was Utah, I would totally try to trade uh, my guy Mike Conley and get Chris Paul on there. He's great. Whoever gets him is gonna do be uh, fantastic if they do end up trading him. Um, other than that, we're gonna end it right there. Tommy, tell me where to find you. Uh, Tommy Wakefield. <laughs> On the internet. Way to promote yourself as always. Sean Joshi, at Sean Joshi, S-H-A-A-N dot Joshi. We're going to be doing something new. This We're going to do something new now too, okay? Leave a five-star review. Subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and leave a question there, okay? And we will respond to your question and answer it on air, okay? So make sure you go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a question with your five-star review. We will read your name on air, and we will answer it. I think that's a rather nice thing to do. Love it. Other than that, uh, RIP to the great Sam Weish, who was a uh, uh, head coach for both Cincinnati and Cleveland, and uh, one of my favorite old sports moments. We'll play you out with Sam. RIP, Sam. Next person that sees anybody throw anything onto this field, point them out, and get them out of here. You don't live in Cleveland. <laughs> Isn't that great? So you don't live in Cleveland? You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of this, which obviously we're going to end with this guy. All right, see you guys later. Love you. I did it. I another five. Are you kidding me? That's 